Release date October 8th, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to TVD Sportscast with yours truly. I'm Joey. And I'm Mason. Welcome to this episode of TVD Sportscast College Football. This episode is entitled Underrated. Last week we looked at some teams that were overrated. This week we're looking at some teams that were underrated. But first, we're going to jump into a quick Week 5 recap. All right, week five game of the week, Ole Miss, Bama. Ole Miss struggles against Bama, who surges in a big win. Final score, 42-21. to 21. Staying in the SEC, we move east as the Razorbacks from Arkansas take on the number two ranked Georgia Bulldogs, where the junkyard dogs in the offense led by Stetson Bennett blank the Hogs. Final score, 37-0. to zero. Moving up north to the matchup between Wisconsin and number 14, Michigan. Michigan proves themselves just a bit more this week against the Badgers, taking the win 38-17. Next up, the biggest ranked teams matchup of the week, number 7, Cincinnati, taking on the number 9 ranked Irish in South Bend. The Bearcats take this one with Desmond Ritter at the helm, 24-13. And last, but most certainly not least, heading into the Big 12, number six Sooners at K-State. After trailing almost the entire game, K-State mounts a comeback, but comes up short as time expires on the game, 37-31, the Sooners take it home. Yeah, we had a lot of great games last week for sure, uh, but we got to look at some overrated, underrated here. So yep. coming in, first game two teams we're looking at here Cincinnati versus Notre Dame a great game yeah. Cincinnati definitely showed up and showed out so starting with them Joey Cincinnati underrated or overrated I feel like at the beginning of the season Cincinnati was kind of in a uh, unknown area I mean they had a great season last season but this season we weren't too sure they they weren't having great first halves and the second halves were going great I think that they were at the right place at the time, but right now I'm saying they're actually underrated just looking at rankings-wise. I feel like a, a, a win off of Notre Dame, although I don't believe Notre Dame is that great, um, I think that win kind of proves that they can go up and match up against these big-name programs, I mean, and compete, and I feel like that should have given them a playoff ballot, but... Yeah, I think that Cincinnati is definitely underrated. I think we talked about last week how if they were to go on and beat Notre Dame, they go undefeated. We definitely have to wait and see, obviously, but do you think they will go undefeated in the regular season? Uh, you know, with, with what's remaining on their schedule, of course, I think they're going to go undefeated. I just don't see anybody kind of stepping up. I mean, UCF is one of those tough opponents, but their quarterback is having some problems with the lat muscle so he's currently out so I don't see anybody stepping in the way of Cincinnati and possible playoff hopes yeah and then moving on to Notre Dame we've already been saying all season overrated overrated for sure and this game just proved I mean 17 to 0 going yeah. into the half come on no nah, they're definitely overrated for sure yeah I I just don't see much in Notre Dame granted I think once they took out Cone and put in um, Drew, what's his face? Once they switched <laughs> out the quarterbacks, um, which they were apparently trying to figure out during one of their biggest games ever uh, this season, uh, I think that once they figured that out, uh, they were a better offense. I will give them that. And their defense is pretty good. I'm not going to say that they're not, but I think that for the longest time, they were having some quarterback situations. And after Ian Book leaving, 
So I think that now that they kind of have a good idea of who their quarterback is, I think they're a better team, but I still think they're overrated. Yeah, and like we saw at the beginning of the season when Notre Dame almost lost to Florida State and then almost lost to Toledo, sure, yeah, they beat Wisconsin and whoever else. But, nah, I mean, Cincinnati, they proved it. They proved themselves in this game. I mean, taking a big win, final score, you know, 24 to 13, that's that's really, really good against a team like Notre Dame. So, yeah. But another game that we didn't cover last week, but we're definitely going to be talking about in this overrated, underrated segment, Florida versus Kentucky. There's been a lot of talk around Florida because, I mean, they only came up two points short against Alabama. And Kentucky also is now 5-0 and and undefeated in the SEC and undefeated in general. So now we're going to be looking at Florida and Kentucky's Joey. Florida, overrated or underrated? It's a tough one. I, I, from the beginning of the season, I've thought that Florida was overrated. I just don't think they're nearly as good as they were last season. And, but I mean, defensively, they're they are better. It has turned out that they are better than last season. I mean, coming in when, coming within two points of Alabama, and then you know this game they had two sacks and interception and only allowing eighty-seven passing yards against Kentucky. Um, granted the run game kind of destroyed them a little bit, but, you know, coming within a touchdown of Kentucky, but still losing. And I mean, I, I just, I think they're overrated from the beginning. Um, but you know, where they're at now, I, I can agree with, but from the, where they were at, yeah, overrated. Yeah. And we've been talking about since the beginning of the season, how, you know, they lost everybody and everybody was hyping up and Reed Jones is saying he was going to be a great quarterback and he has been playing, but he's just, he's young. He's young still. He's not a Kyle Trask. Mm-hmm. You know, he needs a lot of time to mature and he has a long way to go before he is like the next Kyle Trask or the mm-hmm. next big Florida quarterback. But uh, something else to consider as well. We've been talking about a lot how some of these teams that the, that ha- or some of these teams that have wins against these other teams are starting to look way less impressive. So now, does Alabama's win against Florida look less impressive? Well, that could be answered with how they played against Ole Miss last week, right? I mean, they destroyed Ole Miss. Yeah. So, I mean, like, what do, you, what do you think, Joey? I mean, I feel that no matter who they beat, as long as it's impressive enough, uh, I think that for this past game for Florida against Kentucky, it was a lot. It was based off of uh, a lot of discipline. Uh, I mean, Florida having 15 penalties within the game and Kentucky only giving up four penalties. I mean, Florida outplayed Kentucky. Oh, yeah. But the biggest thing about having a good team is you have to be disciplined. And 15 penalties, you know, you're going to give away a game. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's less impressive of a win from Alabama. I think it was kind of a skeptical win. Uh, But, you know, also in that game, Florida was more disciplined. Um, But when you're hip-hop, like you're you're good with discipline some games and not very good other games it, it can hurt you and bite you in the butt um but yeah i think alabama the win it doesn't really matter especially after this old miss win but discipline is a big thing yeah definitely and so now you know you I, we've been talking about this a lot all season and i was a little bit skeptical of kentucky at first to call them underrated or overrated but i'm going to go ahead and say that kentucky is underrated I'm not worried about Georgia having to play them yet because, like you said, Florida really gave that game away, and Florida mm-hmm. definitely outplayed them. I'm still more nervous to play Florida. 
Mm-hmm. But I'm calling Kentucky is underrated. I'm excited to see if they can go undefeated in the SEC. I don't think they will because they have to play Georgia. But mm-hmm. I, I think that they're definitely looking really, really, really good right now. So what do you think? Is Kentucky overrated or underrated? I've been saying this from the very beginning of the season. I think Kentucky is a very underrated team. I don't think they're going to be the best in the SEC, but I definitely think that they deserve some respect uh, and aspect of, you know, they've been playing some impressive games maybe not the most impressive teams but they've been playing some impressive games and I mean their run game is really good and uh, their defense has been pretty good as well I mean maybe not as lights out as you know Georgia or you know even sometimes maybe even Alabama but like they are still a good team there they should get some respect and they they deserve to be towards the top of the SEC and that's all facts. They definitely proved themselves this weekend. And not saying that they didn't show up with saying that Florida outplayed them. Because, I mean, Kentucky did show up. I mean, they won the game. Mm-hmm. Florida didn't do themselves any favors. But Kentucky played a really, really, really good game. And speaking of good games, something new we're doing here at TBD Sportscast this week. We are doing Power 5 Conference Games of the Week. But we're going to be starting off with our game of the week. And our game of the week this week is also our Big Ten game of the week. Joey, what are we looking at this week? Uh, we're looking at number four, Penn State, at number three, Iowa, at 4 p.m. Uh, this is going to be a very defensive matchup. I mean, it, it really comes down to, you know, whose offense can really get going and who's, <laughs> whose offense can kind of tiptoe around the other team's defense so I'm excited to see how it goes I mean home home field advantage could really take place here um but I mean this is this this could be a game that determines somebody's playoff chances and somebody who will not make it to the playoffs it all depends yeah I mean both of these teams are undefeated right now Mm -hmm. this is going to be important for two reasons one like you said the playoff picture Mm-hmm. This game may determine who gets in. Also, it's important because one of these teams is about to not be undefeated anymore. One of these teams is about to take a loss. Yep. Mid-season. Yep. Not a good time to take a loss. I mean, that's hard to say, too, because, I mean, last season Clemson lost mid-season to Notre Dame. And, I mean, yeah, it didn't end very great in the playoffs, but, you know, they turned it around and they still made it to the playoffs. So, I mean, as long as it's a close game, as long as both teams, whoever the loser is, as long as that team shows still some fight and energy and stuff like that, I don't see a problem with them still having playoff hopes. There's just going to be a lot more that goes into it in order for them to make it. Definitely. And with Iowa having the home field advantage, I mean, really, who do you think takes this win? I mean, there's so many factors here because Penn State, like we said at the beginning of the season, we thought their defense was not going to be good, and they showed us wrong. Mm -hmm. They proved us wrong. They showed us that they were good. Iowa's defense has approved themselves again and again against Iowa State and other teams. And with their turnover chain, I mean, the way they played against Maryland, getting like, uh, I think there's three or four interceptions this past week. I mean, they played lights out. So really, I mean, this is a hard one to pick. But Joey, who are you going with? Uh, it, it is really hard. I mean, Iowa definitely has a better defense in a sense that, you know, points per game, they're 44th compared to Penn State's 62nd. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, and <sighs> this is hard. <laughs> it's really hard. But, you know, I 
I I have faith in Penn State just because their offense moves a little better. Uh, but Iowa definitely has the secondary. Like, they're I'm pretty sure they're first in the league for interceptions just mm-hmm. because just because of the first and second game that they had. Um, but I feel like Penn State will beat the current. You know, spread. I mean, it, it, it's two and a half points in Iowa's favor. Like, it's predicted to be a really close game. But I think Penn State wins this. <laughs> I'm very skeptical of mm. it. <laughs> and, Joey, I mean, I really got to – I don't know, man. I really got to say I'm right there with you, bro. Yeah. Penn State. I'm, I'm picking Penn State. I think that, you know, like we've been talking about, teams are becoming very – have been becoming very defensive lately. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be a defensive battle, and it comes down to who has the better offense. And I call Penn State having the better offense, so I'm I'm right there with you. I'm going with Penn State to win this. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be really hard. Don't get me wrong, but I definitely think it's going to be a really good game. Um, and I actually misspoke earlier. They're not 44th in points per game. That's their offense. Points allowed, Iowa's second, Penn State's third. It's going to so be it, really close. It really depends on whose offense can tiptoe around the other's defense. And, you know, if Iowa gets as many turnovers against Penn State that they have been getting, I mean, it could be a very one-sided game. So we'll just have to see. Yeah. Moving on, usually this is where we would talk about the TBD Sportscast College Football Top 25. This week, however, with so many teams coming in and leaving the AP Top 25, we figured this would be the place to do it. But... It is still available on our Instagram and our Facebook at TBD Sportscast. Go check it out. Give us a follow and uh, just check out our content. we got a lot of cool things going on. But with the teams leaving the AP Top 25, we have we have some mix-ups and we definitely have some confusion here. Uh, number 15, A&M, they lost to Mississippi State. I think that's very much appropriate for them to drop out of the Top 25. They have two mm-hmm. losses, one to Arkansas, one to M State, both in the conference. So... Looking like that was appropriate. Number 18, Fresno State, a loss to Hawaii. I think that's also appropriate. And number 20, UCLA. I don't know if they deserve to drop out or not. Arizona State did get the win on that one. They did lose I think by, ASU. Yeah. yeah, I mean, ASU is a good team. I think UCLA had their little period of time where they had their win high, but now they're kind of they're showing some problems. Uh, I mean, should have lost to Stanford being one of them. So, I mean, I think it's kind of appropriate. They were sitting at 20. They take another loss. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's appropriate. I think they have a chance to get them back in, though. Yeah. And number 21, Baylor. They dropped out after their loss to Oklahoma State. And I think that is appropriate just because, I mean, they were at 21 and they got a loss. I mean, you can't really drop much down from there. Yeah. I mean, it was 21 versus 19. Somebody's got to lose and drop out, and yeah. it just happened to be Baylor. So I mean, when you when you get put into the top 25, you have to win your next game. If, yeah. if the game after you just get put in and you lose, there is no doubt that you're going to be taken right back out. There's, there's a reason why you're just getting put back in. There's still some skepticism. So when you lose, it, it all that, you know, so, yeah, and probably one of the most confusing moves now. This is one that Joey's definitely going to tackle for us right now. Number twenty-five, Clemson, after a win, a win against Boston College. It was a struggle win. It wasn't a pretty win. But I what do you even think say. about? Yeah, what do you think about that? I wouldn't even say that it was a struggle win. I think it wasn't a pretty win, but I I think what ha- ha- what really went on is like. <laughs> 
Clemson was experiencing the same thing that Florida experienced against Kentucky. There was a lot of undisciplined plays that happened. Uh, and I, w- I was telling somebody the other day, it, it, it really should have been a, a much larger, larger win from Clemson. But, you know, just some stupid plays and some awful play calls. I mean, the beginning of the game... Clemson was making great play calls. They were finally doing something with DJ, and it was working. And then after that first drive, it slowed down. They stopped making those play calls. They changed it. It was like, what happened? So I I don't understand how they can be taken out of the top 25, uh, being shown that, you know, they have – they have they just aren't making the right play calls. But how does Clemson get taken out? But Florida stays in. How does Clemson get taken out? But San Diego State gets put in after a win versus Townsend. It's it's confusing, man. I don't I don't know SMU as well against South Florida. I just don't understand yeah. it. Yeah, and my thing is, I don't agree with it, mm-hmm. but I understand it. I this understand. Is, this it. is the first time since 2014 that Clemson has not been in the AP Top 25. First time, first time since 2015 that Clemson hasn't been in the top 10. Yeah, and I, I mean, while I disagree with it, I understand it. Being that they are a two-loss team, their losses were not, you know, great. I mean, they lost to Georgia, obviously, which is, I mean, that was wasn't expected, but it did come as a loss, duh. Mm-hmm. and a loss to NC State, who at the time was unranked. And then, um, honestly, barely getting by Boston College. I mean, I know you don't want to call it a struggle win, but I mean, if Boston College would have been able to score on that last drive and had not fumbled the ball, it would have been it would have been a Boston College win. So really, while the only I don't reason I don't call it a struggle win is because, yeah, it was a struggle, but it, it was just not a pretty win, you know. Yeah, no, and I totally get that. But just going to reiterate again, don't agree with it, but I understand it. Yeah, and we can talk about that now as we move into the teams who who have entered the top twenty five. Uh, and for the first, these are the first two teams to exit the top 25 and re-enter this season. Texas and Arizona State have officially re-entered the chat. <laughs> uh, Texas at number 21 after a win against TCU and Arizona uh, after a win against UCLA. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with, I definitely agree with those two teams coming back in. I mean, Texas definitely got their butt handed to them by Arkansas. Arizona State, their loss to BYU wasn't, you know, a terrible one, but it was indeed a loss, and they dropped and totally get why. But now they're back, and now we're here to see them. So, what do you think? What do you think about them being back in? I think that um, the people who were putting together the AP kind of uh, realized that they shot themselves in the foot, because I mean, you're gonna tell me you're gonna take Texas out of the rankings, but then put Arkansas within the top ten. Their only loss being against a top 10 team at the time. Now they're in the top 15. The only loss Arizona State has is against BYU, who is currently number 10. It, it It's not, you know, it was just kind of a shoot yourself in the foot, kind of take it back kind of kind of thing. They said something, they took it back. They were like, yeah, we were wrong. I I, I like the, the placements of these two teams. Um... TCU is a great team. I mean, if they beat Texas, they should have been ranked. Oh, yeah. Uh, UCLA is a good team. Like I said, though, they were kind of going down. They kind of came off their high. And Arizona State, I've been kind of preaching that they're a really good team. So I I like it. And moving on to the next two teams that were kind of confusing when I saw them on the list, SMU with a win against Southern Florida 
and San Diego State University with a win against Towson. Now, both those teams are undefeated, but still, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand how San Diego State comes in, especially when you're going to drop Clemson for them. San Diego State, I definitely don't understand it. Um, but SMU's a little bit more understandable. SMU's un- is understandable in the sense that, you know, they beat that TCU team that I was just saying was is a really good team. Uh, but why put them in after a win of su- after a win against Southern Florida? I'm not too yeah. sure. Yeah. But um, I mean, San Diego State playing Utah as their biggest opponent makes not at all. And then you're putting them in after a win against Townsend. It doesn't make sense. They it it taking Clemson out and then putting in a team who has only beaten one team, which was in triple overtime, who does not have an offense, doesn't make sense. So I I can get angry about it all I want. You know, it's the AP. Yeah. And we've been repeating it over and over. The AP does just doesn't make sense at all. And I'm just ready for the CP, CFP rankings, man. Yeah, and the last team to enter, and this Finally. is definitely the most deserved Finally. of the teams that have entered this week, Kentucky, with their win against Florida, they've moved to number 16. Uh, this is definitely well-deserved, you know, huge win against Florida. They're undefeated, like I said earlier, they're undefeated in conference play, undefeated in general, they're 5-0, and and this is definitely a team that deserves to be in the race for the playoffs and mm-hmm. definitely in the top 25. It was a big jump, but I think that I mean me I thought they should have been put in the top 25 earlier so them being at 16 now it doesn't really bother me only because if they were put in earlier then they would be where they're at now after this kind of win so I think it was another hey we shot ourselves in the foot we were wrong yeah um so let, let us put you where you should have been but yeah definitely I, I definitely like ready for that for that <laughs> uh, CFP rankings bro uh, but Talking about some of the biggest moves now so, uh, within within the actual rankings, Cincinnati moving to the top five after a big win against Notre Dame. Oregon has dropped out of the top four after a loss to Stanford in overtime. Michigan and BYU have entered the top ten. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's good for them. And Arkansas, Notre Dame, and Ole Miss have all dropped somewhere between 15 to 20 or 15 to 10. And Florida has dropped to 20 after a loss to Kentucky. I know that Joey wanted Florida to probably drop out after that loss to Kentucky because now they're a two-loss team. Clemson was a two-loss team, and they got dropped. So, I mean, yeah, those are the biggest moves in the AP poll, though, within the poll. And what what, what do you think, bro? If you're going to put San Diego State in, you got to drop Florida out. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I, I I don't understand still, but... You know, whatever happens, happens. I'm pretty sure Clemson will be back in the top 25 within the, by the end of the season. I think by next season, and that's far in the future, I think we'll be back in the top 10. I think this is another Kelly Bryant kind of year. Um, so we'll see. But now moving on to our big week six matchups. Got a lot of great games this week. So starting off on Friday, actually, our Pac-12 game of the week, Stanford at number 22, Arizona at 1030. This could be a big game because both of these teams last week were unranked and being ranked teams. Stanford beating number four, Oregon, and number tw- and Arizona State beating number 20, UCLA. So mm-hmm. this is going to be a big game. What do you th- What do you think about this one? 
Uh, you know, Stanford's been playing really well against some pretty good teams. Uh, again, like I said earlier, I think Stanford should have beaten UCLA, but, you know, there were some play calls by the head coaching staff that, you know, maybe not, may not have worked out very well. And, you know, Stanford also came close to giving up uh, the win against Oregon. They had a pretty significant lead against Oregon, and then they kind of just let it all come back. Um, I'm still scarred because I put the game on, and the first thing I see is a throw to a tight end, and then all of a sudden there's a broken leg on my screen. So I was freaking out. Um, but, you know, Arizona State's a really good team. I mean, the spread is 11 points in Arizona State's favor, and I, I, I agree with it. I think Arizona State wins this. I mean, they're a more well-rounded team compared to Oregon. Like I've been saying, Oregon's very offensive-based compared to defensive, and I think ASU has more balance between that. I think Arizona State wins this. Plus, Stanford's coming off that high, the win uh, of the win against Oregon, so I think Arizona State kind of takes advantage of that. Well, you have to kind of look at this logically, and this is how I'm kind of looking at it in my head. Stanford played against the number four ranked team. Arizona State played against the number 20 team who had not proved themselves. Oregon had proved themselves to beat Ohio State, but lost to Stanford. So how good actually is Stanford is the question here. Arizona State proved themselves in beating UCLA. Stanford proved themselves in beating Oregon. So how good is this team? Um, So... I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to say Stanford on this one. I'm going to say Stanford takes this one home, I think, because they got a pretty big win against Oregon. Uh, and, you know, Arizona State lost to BYU, still, you know, beat UCLA. But I'm, I'm going to go with Stanford on this one. Okay. I mean, I, I can understand that. Um, I just I think Stanford's defense isn't going to be uh, as competitive as Arizona State's defense. And I feel that Stanford's offense was able to get by solely due to you know Oregon's defense still has some problems there um but I I I mean I guess we'll see but I mean the next game up is actually the Red River Showdown Red River Showdown number six Oklahoma at number 21 Texas at 12 p.m this This is is gonna be the 12 game of the week oh this is gonna be so exciting to watch I love watching this game only because I mean the things that happen before the game the, the the fights are so much fun to watch. Oh, yeah. uh, but, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? It's t- it's your turn to go first. <laughs> yeah, you've been going first the whole episode. All right. So, Oklahoma, they're good. You know, they're coming off a win against K-State only by a touchdown. Their defense is, you know, non-existent, as in the Big 12. So, likewise, Texas's defense is non-existent. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say that, honestly, I think Texas has the better defense. And I think their offense is actually rolling. And Spencer Rattler's still struggling even after last week against K-State. Yeah. So I'm going to say Texas. I think Texas wins this game and brings it home. Okay. I mean, it's really hard to say because Oklahoma has been having some problems offensively, which is their their niche. That's their big thing. Uh, but, I mean, I think I saw something where it was like they only allowed like 80-something yards on the run plays against them. So their defense – I guess their front four have been doing, putting in some work. The rest, not so much, giving up an average of over 240 yards per game. Uh, you know, points allowed per game, Oklahoma 31st, Texas 65th. So it's not looking too great, uh, but Texas's offense has been outperforming Oklahoma's. 
and it, it, it's it's really hard to say. This rivalry has been very tough. I think last year Oklahoma won. Oklahoma won last yeah. year, and the year before, um, Texas won, I believe. So it's really hard to say, but I think that new coach in this rivalry, I think Oklahoma takes advantage of that. Hmm. I think you're also forgetting, though, we're playing at Texas, so they're definitely going to have the home field advantage here, though. So, yeah, sure, a new coach in the rivalry, but, like, what team is actually going to win? I mean, I think I, that's why I'm going with Texas. You're going with Oklahoma, and, I mean, I think that we both made some pretty good points. Screw it. I'm going Texas. Let's go. <laughs> I, I, you know, I was just thinking about the <laughs> Texas Tech game. And I was yeah, like, they destroyed they, Texas Tech. And then they faced TCU, who has a really good defense. Yeah. And, you know, I was just kind of thinking it through and I was like, I, I have no uh, I have no reason not to go Texas. Oklahoma has been showing less positive outputs this season and they've been showing that they're going to be beaten eventually. Oh, yeah. So uh, it just depends when and against who. And I think Texas has the opportunity to pull it off. this And weekend. Texas has the ability to do it. Not only are the opportunity, they have the ability to do it. Their and offense think, is really good. Yeah, it's I think just, they're going to do it. I think their defense needs to pull it together. I mean, they're 81st in yards per game allowed, uh, and Oklahoma's 42nd. Granted, Oklahoma hasn't faced too many great, great opponents yeah. and still have been cutting it real close. So we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Next game up, our ACC game of the week, number 19, Wake Forest at Syracuse at 3.30. You know, this one's kind of interesting, um, only because Syracuse has been really defensive lately. And Syracuse is normally that team that kind of gives Clemson a problem every season just because their defense is oddly good. Uh, And it's at Syracuse, which... I'm really basing it off of, you know, Clemson games. Syracuse, Clemson always has a problem playing in Syracuse. Uh, Wake Forest showed a little, little hiccup yeah, last against week Louisville. against Louisville. But Louisville is also one of those dark horse teams. They don't have that. They don't have many wins, but they still have a pretty competitive team. Like they're gonna go into a game and. You know, with the thought that they're number one, they got to hold that. But of course, they're not. Um, but Syracuse lost to Florida State. Yeah. So I'm going Wake Forest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it was it was actually a really good game, Syracuse versus Florida State. Uh, but it was at Florida State, uh, and yeah. it was very defensive. But I think Wake Forest can pull it out. I think Wake Forest is. Our only hopes right now. I mean, ACC is looking pretty decent right now. Wake Forest, NC State, UNC, Clemson, who for some godforsaken reason got taken out of the top 25. But we're, we're showing some strength. We're showing some strength. There's still a lot of weaknesses, but we're showing some strength. So, yeah, with what you said about Clemson, you know, not doing well against Syracuse at home. And, I mean, and Wake Forest still barely winning against Louisville at home. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Syracuse. I think Syracuse can pull it out. I think their their offense is actually rolling really well. And, I mean, FSU is not an easy place to play. I mean, Notre Dame did almost lose there. 
So uh, it's 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 a hard place to play. I'm gonna say Syracuse though. Syracuse is a three and two team. That's a pretty good start compared to how they have been playing. I mean, they did have a tough loss against the Rutgers, which was a close game for the longest point, and then all of a sudden the Rutgers kind of ran all over them. But you also got to look at their wins. I mean, they they beat Liberty by three points. I don't know what's going on with Liberty, but they beat Liberty by three points. They out, I don't even know who that is, uh, Albany. They beat Albany at 62 to 24. Yeah. Uh, and then Ohio Bobcats 29 to 9. But losing them to Florida State by three uh, by a field goal. Losing to the Rutgers 17 to 7. Um, I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting. Crap, Clemson plays them this season at Syracuse. Uh, nice. <laughs> but yeah, that's I, I just think Wake Forest pulls it out. But you're saying Syracuse? Yeah, I'm saying Syracuse. And, I mean and now it's time for my favorite game of the week the deep south's oldest rivalry number two georgia and number 18 auburn at 330 this is our sec game of the week this is always a crazy game when it's played and so yeah this is this is going to be a good one uh yeah i mean it's hard it's hard only because i wish georgia would lose this season but uh i think Auburn doesn't have the the stuff to beat Georgia. I don't think anybody has the stuff to beat Georgia. Except for Alabama. And, I mean, LSU, they struggled against LSU. Auburn struggled against LSU. Yeah, I th- I mean, points allowed per game, Auburn 16th. Georgia's first. Points per game, 8th compared to 11th. I mean, yards allowed per game, Georgia's yeah. first. Yeah, I mean, it is a tough game to play in Jordan Hare. It's always tough to play in that stadium. The Auburn fans show up. They they love their team. But with just the way that Georgia's been playing recently and our defensive mindset and people just not taking us seriously and saying, oh, we haven't played anybody and we're 2-0 in conference play, we're undefeated in general, yeah, I'm saying Georgia wins this game. All I got to say is if Stetson Bennett plays this game, there's a few things I got to say. Don't you doubt Stetson Bennett now. I'm he not he doubt- surprised me. I'm not- he surprised me, dang it. I'm not doubting it. What I'm saying is if they keep the play calls they were doing against Arkansas, they'll be fine. Yeah. Also, if they stop if they stop doing the four men in the back more than four men in the backfield <laughs> on punts, I swear. But um if you don't understand every punt Georgia had against Arkansas, there was a penalty flag. Um but <laughs> Yeah, I think Georgia wins this. I mean, I think Auburn puts up a, a decent fight at the beginning. But, yeah, I think Georgia wins this. But, you know, I can see if Stetson plays, I can see a small chance in Auburn, Bo Nix and Auburn and Tanks Bigsby um, coming and upsetting Georgia. But I think Georgia wins this. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Georgia's going to take this and – you know, like this week, this has been, you know, this has been one of my, this is going to be one of my favorite weeks of football. This has been one of my favorite episodes. And we just want to say thank you to all of our viewers who have stuck with us for season two, this long seven episodes. We're super excited about it. We're going to be coming at you with a lot more content, a lot more episodes, and we're super excited to bring that to you. Always remember, no matter what team you pull for, if you're on God's side, you're always on the winning team. And always remember that God showed his love for us in this, that while we were still his enemies, 
He sent his only son to die for us. If you're struggling with anything, whether it be mental health, sexual sin, anything like that, hit us up. We will pray for you. We are praying for you. And just know that you are loved, you are cared for, you're wanted. And there is a God that loves you, wants you, and wants an even deeper relationship with you. This has been TBD Sportscast College Football. We'll see you next Friday. Adios. Later. Bye-bye.